This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone and welcome, Felice Gerwitz here. And today we're going to talk about best summertime rainy day activities. I know when I had my little ones and it would rain, especially if we had planned a park day, um, it could be a very long day. So today I'm going to give you some great tips and also my top 10 indoor activities for when it rains. And if you have this list handy, which you can get on the show notes page, uh, you'll be able to pull these out and use them with your children. So I'm going to share with you the three S's. Are you ready? Show notes, subscribe, share. So for the show notes, you can go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for the Rainy Day Activities Podcast, and that's episode 278. And then I would like you to subscribe. And how do you do that? You can do it on the website by going again to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. There is a subscribe button, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to your podcast, or you you can subscribe on your smartphone. Just look for the podcast app. And then all you have to do is look for the little hourglass and search, or not hourglass, magnifying glass, and search for Vintage Homeschool Moms. And guess what? You'll find all of the other uh, great podcasts from this network there as well. And then I'm going to ask a favor, and that is that you share. Share this podcast with at least one friend today. Would you do that for me? I really appreciate it because I would like other people to have this information to help them in their parenting and homeschool journey. And it's always fun, especially when someone who has already been through this uh, can share with you. So unless you live in a frigid place right now, (laughs) um, there's probably going to be some rainy day activities uh, that will come in handy. And I guess um, if it's winter, you can change it to snow day activities. Um, here we have some fun ideas that will help you entertain the kids with the least amount of tears. Because I know um, my little ones would sometimes stand there when it was pouring, raining, and thundering. Because we can have some amazing uh, thunderstorms here in Florida. Um, they would still want to go outside and say, but why, Mommy? Why can't I? So um, these will help. Well, I want to thank our sponsor, the well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris. She has various planners for every homeschool need, and the prayer journal is brand new. In just a few minutes, I can't wait to tell you more about them. You can visit um, wellplannedgal.com for more information. Well, this month, this entire month is all about making memories. So if you're listening to VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, you are going to find some great podcasts on summertime activities, making memories, rainy day activities, sunny day activities, and uh, day trips. And I hope this will help you in your summer planning um, or whenever you have that vacation time. 
in my early years of parenting, I remember subscribing uh, to this packet and they would send you directions on uh, different activities you could do with your kids and they were cards. And I remember um, playing with the kids and finding that even these educational things would just captivate them and wondered why I didn't do more of those kinds of things with them. Well, now you can subscribe to all kinds of things. You can get crafts in a box that get sent to you every month. Uh, You can get all kinds of um, activity packs, and you can do those with your kids. And I know, uh, depending on your child, one set might leave them super excited, and the other is going to leave them yawning. So while I am, um, as I was compiling this list, I was thinking of my kids, and I was thinking, you know, that... One of the things that we should be doing is enforcing good character qualities in our children through everyday events and even on rainy day activities. And my kids struggle, as we all do, with different things such as patience and sharing our things and waiting for others who are slower or perfectionism or doing things we don't want to do. So I remembered um, when we would have our activities, I would start, especially when they were very young, because it's always easier when they're young, right? And I would um, plan out fun things and I would set up some rules because otherwise you'd have one child who was super excited and the other one who had a meltdown. Uh, One of my kids loves surprises and I'm more of a, hey, let's go do this kind of a thing. And the other would have a meltdown because you didn't tell me we were going to do it and this wasn't planned and I never know what's going to happen. He wanted to know ahead of time what was happening while some of the other children were more spontaneous. Well, what happens is then we get all upset and we're thinking, gosh, I have all this stuff planned out and I've got attitudes to deal with. So instead, we want to set up our kids for success and keep our sanity by planning out even their reactions. (laughs) I know, right? Um, But I've done this and I've done this with my grandkids and it works, okay? Before we do anything, especially with the little kids, I remind them. And I don't say, you know, we're getting all these rules and you have to remember these rules. I just kind of say, I wanted to remind you that we want to be thankful for everything and everyone, don't we? You know, and they'll say yes. And we want to be grateful. And they'll say yes. And we want to share and be happy for others. And they'll say, yes, we do. And we don't want to touch anything until you've been given permission. And, you know, these are you know, options. I grew up in an era of, um, as a teacher, in an era of coloring without lines and classrooms without walls. Uh, It was a permissive atmosphere and it caused kids to be confused about what was expected. And it certainly didn't encourage the creativity or the free thinking it was meant to instill and allow. Yet I continued some of this methodology in my parenting and it made parenting at times very difficult because I had little kids who were exploring and loving their surroundings, but certainly not listening to anything I had to say. And I learned after the first two, which I call my experiment kids, that I had to change my ways, which I did with the last three. And it's amazing my first two grew up to be as wonderful as they are because um they certainly had a lot more of a permissive, um, you know, upbringing than the last three did. And so, you know, I expected them um, to listen and wonder of wonders, they learned to obey and listen and life was much happier all the way around. 
And an overview of rules allows the kids to know what is expected. And when we played games or before we left the house, even in the car, I made sure to go over what was expected. And I didn't want to be embarrassed on our outings. And my kids were sure to get excited when they saw their friends or shelves full of fun things to pull off at the store. I think shopping carts were probably invented by a mom trying to keep their kids contained uh, while they were shopping. But nonetheless, uh, kids will still enjoy themselves. We're not going to be party poopers or dampening their creativity. And believe me, the rules will not starve them of creativity. I met a lady recently um, who works with parents. She's a parenting expert and helps moms and dads to learn how to parent. She's even getting a certification for this. Can you imagine? And for many of us, this is probably not surprising, and I'm sure it's much needed. So... I'm going to circumvent some of that by giving you some ideas of things you can do with your kids, especially um, during those rainy times, and then just remind them, we want to be thankful for everything and everyone. We want to be grateful. We want to share and be happy for others, and we don't want to touch anything until we're given permission. And if you just do that you know, on occasion and remind them, and then guess what? They're telling you the rules because they're like little sponges and they memorize everything. Well, we want to look forward to rainy day activities and we want our kids to have fun and we want to, um, you know, really enjoy our time with our kids. And again, you know, it's all about, you know, making memories with our children that will last and they can tell their children. We're going to take a quick commercial break and hear more from the well-planned gal. And when we come back, I'm going to go through 10 fun and rainy day activities that you can do with your family. We'll be right back. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101 as well as scripture verses permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is Felice Gerwitz with Rainy Day Activities, episode 278. Remember to get the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and to subscribe and share this podcast with others. All right, number one is reading. I know you're going to say, but we read every day and why would that be a rainy day activity? Because you're going to have a book that is being saved and treasured on the shelf for that rainy day as a read aloud. And I know I had a stack of books and those were only to be read um, when we had a rainy day and the kids really looked forward to that. Same thing when my kids were little, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, 
But when they were really little and I was trying to work with the older kids, I had specific toys that were only for school time. And they, I could pull those down off the shelf or give them the little plastic box to open. And they were delighted because they only had certain times they could use those toys. And um, that made it new for them. And I would switch those up and, you know, rotate them. So those work well. And I would take out popcorn and we'd put up a tent and we'd sit in there while it was pouring out, pouring down rain and enjoying ourselves. You could do this when the kids are older if they don't want to be read to. Um, we would do series books um, sometimes, and and then I would you know continue on with the series. Or we could you know, and then, of course not something that was like fifty books in the series, but um, you know shorter series books. And um, you know, or the kids would read on their own. Again, if you have special books that are set aside for that occasion. Um, you would give them those books then. And then if you know it doesn't rain at the end of the school year, you can use those as gifts. The second thing is crafts. We did all kinds of things that I would have on hand. So I would buy like white t-shirts. Um, you can get some men's t-shirts um, that are, um, you know, I know they're long, but you use them for night shirts for the kids uh, that are cheaper than sometimes going to the craft store and buying t-shirts. So we would get, you know, solid color t-shirts and uh, we would use, um, you know, at, the, at that point we would use a lot of um, fabric paint, but sometimes that made things really stiff. Now they have fabric markers, but one of the things I will tell you with that is you need a way to stretch the fabric. Um, So you would have to use one of those embroidery, those little circle embroidery things to stretch out the fabric so the kids can actually draw on the fabric. Otherwise, it's difficult to use. And you can still use uh, fabric paint. Just don't put it on so thick or it makes it really um, stiff to wear. We would do all kinds of things with clay. So we would make our own clay or I would have clay that, um, again, was just specifically for this purpose. Um, So that was always a fun thing to do. Another thing under crafts is the mason jar terrariums. We would use soil and small plants, poke holes in the lid and, you know, keep an eye on the soil because a lot of times the, the, um, the plants would... Um, perspire in there and it would be kind of like a condensation kind of a thing, but you'd still have to um, put some water in there or you could use it for, um, you know, have sand and shells. I've got this actually set aside for when my grandkids come over now. Um, We found some really huge uh, shells and what we're going to do instead of putting them in a terrarium because they're too big and we've never found shells this big in all the years I've lived in Southwest Florida. They're just gigantic shells And we're going to use them to make candles. So I'm excited about that. Um, But you can use sand and put little shells in there. And it's another fun thing for the kids to do. Or even rock collections or something that they found on their nature walk. We would have, and I kid you not, a box full of things that they would find on their nature walk. There's something about walking, even if you're walking around the block and the kids find a stick, they want to keep it. I don't know what there is about that stick or that leaf or whatever it is. And so if it's a leaf, you're going to have to press it between wax paper to kind of keep it, you know, from being super brittle. What I would do um, is when we would go away to see to see the fall leaves because we didn't have them here in Florida. I would um, bring wax paper and put them in a book, you know, kind of to push them down. 
I didn't have a, um, a press at the time, a flower press. And then I would, when I got home, I would um, put that clear, um, it's like an adhesive paper on it. You could get shelf paper. The shelf paper wasn't as clear, but I had some laminating paper um, that I would have the kids put their leaves on, and then we would put a colored piece of paper behind it, and you know, then the kids could cut those out and use them um, in art projects or whatever they wanted to do, or even as a wall hanging. Uh, so those kinds of things, you, if you set them aside and wait till a time, you know, that you can do this. Remember to put the list somewhere or on your computer, you know, that can remind you like once a week of what you have. Um, I set up all kinds of reminders now in Google Docs, which is free and it is wonderful. I use the calendar to remind me um, even to pay bills and uh, to call somebody and and things like that. Um, The next thing is to paint. You can use ink pens and color it with watercolors. It's a super simple thing to do. You can teach the kids to just, you know, use uh, simple shapes and that's a fun thing to do. Or this could be the mural day where you take a large piece of paper and I get um, packages and a lot of times there's this crumpled up paper. And so we would take these huge pieces of paper and I would use packing tape and just tape them together and then I would roll them up. And yes, they are crinkly. Um, you know, I guess you could iron it. I don't know. I didn't go through that trouble and the kids didn't care. And then I would just unroll it on the ground and give the kids um, markers or give them crayons and let them have fun. We also did uh, fingerprints, um, taking paint and making a fingerprint and then making all kinds of little creatures. I know that there used to be a ton of art books available. I'm sure if you uh, search for that online, you can find that too. Balsa wood models is another thing. That was something that I um, ended up getting in a kit and some of the pieces were missing and they sent us another kit. And so I had these pieces of balsa wood for forever until I started making lists of what I had craft wise. And I remember giving the kids the balsa wood and they made all kinds of really cool models using scraps. Um, And that's another thing I have down actually um, is to use recyclables um, for some of of those kinds of fun things. Um, You know, mini marshmallows and toothpicks and let the kids build another fun thing. Uh, Ready-made kits, either beads or models. I remember my boys putting together um, model airplanes and model cars. That was fun. The third thing is games. I'm going to have to be motoring on because I'm getting too too reminiscent here, and this is going to be like a two-hour podcast. Um, Games, board games with playoffs, video games, um, all kinds of active games like charades and so forth. I'm going to um, let you just get most of this from the show notes so I don't, uh, you know, again, take up too much time. Um, One of the things under active games I do want to share with you is the inflatable Uh, balloons. Kids love balloons and they don't have to have helium um, in them. Just blow them up. You can put a penny in it um, and tie it up or something that rattles on the inside and let the kids um, play different games. You can um, put a, uh, you know, a piece of yarn across, um, tie it to two chairs and let them, you know, hit that back and forth. There are all kinds of things, like I said, you can do. And also, um, I don't know when you're listening to this, but I do have a printable um, for this month currently, which is the month of June 2018. 
Um, and if it's not available, um, it probably is available on my mediaangels.com website. Um, if you're listening to this way later, um, but if you are currently listening to it, we have all kinds of freebies that we offer for our subscribers. So if you sign up for our Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network e-zine, you will receive a lot of these ideas um, in um, in this month's kit. Number four is probably something that everybody has already thought of, and this might be your number one. It's my number four because I would rather use this as a last resort, and that is movie marathons. And the reason I thought of this is my daughter's home from college, and there were certain series that we recorded ahead of time, and we have been watching um, four or five episodes a night. I think my husband's ready for it to all be done. Uh, So, you know, it's been really, really fun to do that with her and it has been raining every evening anyway because we would usually go for a walk. Uh, So um, that has been a fun thing to do. Or two, when the kids were little, they would watch short movies and then act them out. So this um, really is a fun thing to do with your kids. So a lot of times a movie will end and you've got those deep thinkers of uh, you know in our families that say, well, I think this and this and this should have happened differently. Um, and I've been doing that lately myself, where um, I haven't liked how a series ended or an episode ended. And you know, we're, we're, this is coming from years and years and years of not watching any television at all. Um, just because I've been so busy with writing and publishing and everything else. And now that my kids are grown up and I'm no longer homeschooling, uh, this year I graduated my last one, um, you know, that that I have more time. And I'm thinking, gosh, I really haven't wasted those years not watching a lot of television or movies because um, I just don't like how they've written them. But with your kids, when they're also upset with how something ended, they can act it out differently. And that has been really fun for my kids. Indoor tents and forts, number five. Very, very uh, much fun to do. Number six, puppet shows. Um, You can use hand puppets or create your own puppets or use stuffed animals, whatever that is. You can act out a movie or characters from a book. Um, You can use that with charades as well. The kids would do things, and we had to guess what book that was from. Number seven is an indoor scavenger hunt. Now, I have used those in my printables before, and I'm going to include it in uh, June's as well. As I'm recording this podcast, it is ahead of time, so um, that's why I'm speaking about it like it's in the future. But if you're listening to this podcast, it's available. Um, And then also, um, you know, set up rules to go with that, and I have that in the printable as well. Um, Baking cookies or bread. Make sure you have the ingredients on hand, and it's really, you know, water, flour, yeast. If you're not gluten intolerant, and if you are, there are um, all kinds of awesome flours now that are available that were not available before for those that are gluten tolerant. But it is um, just such a fun thing to do. Um, Like the kids learned how to braid bread during a rainy season. you know, time. And in Florida, it usually rains very hard for a certain period of time during the day. And then it's sunny, um, unless we have some kind of tropical storms and then it could be days on end. So, uh, typically it's not raining all day. So I'm very thankful for that. Uh, number nine is learn something new. You can learn 
in one day, very simple vocabulary of a new language, like in Spanish, French, and Italian, learn, learn different languages, learn how to say hello, please, thank you, you know, just a few words in each language, and it's super fun. Um, learn how to eat with chopsticks, learn how to juggle. If you've never painted, learn how to paint, do a step-by-step or have, you know, again, something on hand where the kids can do that. And it's very fun. And number 10 um, are the activities that I just really didn't have any place to put them. And that would be, you know, um, go actually going somewhere like ice or roller skating. Uh, Would you believe we even have ice skating here in Southwest Florida? Well, we do. You can sock skate indoors. My kids wore out socks. My one son used to wear out the knees of his pants um, with all of his sliding, which actually turned out well since he played baseball, but he would just slide everywhere. Uh, make, Make and fly paper airplanes. Have paper airplane contests, which ones fly further. Create slime. I have uh, stuff on hand right now for the next time uh, my grandkids come over for the rainy day activity where we will be making slime. Um, Exercise. Use that as a time to do some exercises. And you can have the kids lead like, you know, doing uh, 10 jumping jacks or hopping on one foot. And you might want to have some of those things on a card somewhere, like on a, you know, stack of cards that you've made yourself um, about some of the exercises and each child can lead. And uh, the next is, is, and the last thing is give the kids a bag of recyclables and ask them to create something. For years, we had a bag of recyclables. You know, I'd wash those plastic trays and I'd wash those little containers and I'd keep those rolls from toilet paper and from paper towels. And we would just keep them all in a bag. And then every once in a while, you know, the kids would take that out with scotch tape and have a fun time. So, um, I, you know, so funny, my daughter, um, I took a class, I don't remember what her class was, but it has something to do with, you know, environmental science or one of those environmental classes. And that's what they were given was a bag of recyclables that they had to do something um, in class uh, for a project. And they actually got graded on it. And I remember her sending me pictures and going, remember when we did this? Well, never did I think that having them do (laughs) these recyclables as homeschool kids was going to come in handy for a college class. You never know. Um, But I thought I'd share that little humorous aside with you guys because I feel like your family. And thank you so much. You know, this is podcast, you know, 278. And it is, you know, my pleasure to continue to bring you um, podcasts from the Vintage Homeschool Moms. I wish I had had someone podcasting for me um, when I was... Um, a young homeschool mom. And I take that back. This is episode 277. I can't even keep my own numbers straight. So everybody remember, uh, whatever you do, do it with some fun in mind, have some activities ready for when it rains, and you will have a fun atmosphere without resorting to putting the kids in front of the TV. Take care, God bless, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.